Do you want to work 40 hours for 40 years to live on 40%? That sounds hard and sucks. If you do something from five to nine, a couple of days a week, you will have something in a decade. Real estate is the one thing that anyone can do. I don't care where you're from, yep. how smart you are, your height, your weight, how ugly you are, does not matter. If you can stack four assets over eight years, your future will be bright. How did you do it during your career? The key to doing it faster is to get What's up, Wealth Builders? Today, I've got somebody who absolutely crushed it last time he was on, and he talked about how he got 180 units while he was working W-2, and he was able to replace his job and his income, two six-figure incomes, in fact, um, and became financially free with real estate. And for me, I never had anybody on who did it this way because all my guests are always usually starting out flipping and wholesaling, just like I did, and um, people who never had a successful job. And so... Real estate and wholesaling was that successful first kind of career for them. And so um, I believe that this resonated with a lot of people because most of you do have a job and you're trying to figure out how to become financially free in real estate. So I wanted to invite this man back on. I got Michael Zuber. What's up? Hey, man. Thank you for the opportunity. That uh, that episode did really well for me. You were responsible for getting me over 50,000 subs, which means we got to throw a party in Vegas uh, yep. next month, actually 30 days from today. So that's amazing. Uh, a lot of fun. We'll see if we can get you to swing by for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. If the dates match up, man, I'll come say hi. But uh, yeah, that episode, people loved it. I mean, it did well, you know, out the gate, but it was nothing like crazy. Then sure. all of a sudden it just caught fire and it's one of our best podcasts ever. Wow. That's that's great. Well, I do think the W2 employee is missed, ignored, overlooked. Yeah. In the community of influencers, because yeah. again, it's, you know, there's other ways to do it, no doubt. But I do think 80%, maybe 75% are just naturally employees. I don't consider myself an entrepreneur and I've been out of the game for five years. I'm just somebody who knows how to work. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to love my job, but there's a lot of people that don't love their job, but if they have a family or they have a commitment, they just can't burn the boats. There is absolutely a way to earn financial freedom in a decade. And you, you've uncovered both of them. I've done them both. One was real estate and the other is social media. Right. And if you can smash those together, full-time employees have a new way to go. So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And I do believe that with full-time employees, um, it, it, it is a great opportunity in today's world. Like the, the way of, you know, there's so much information. Mm -hmm. There's so many side hustles. You can start buying rentals. I mean, we have full-time employees in the program that, they don't want to quit, yeah. right? Like, but they do want to flip a couple of houses a year, wholesale a couple on the side, and just supplement their income. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that I think are very important, right? I'm old enough to, to you know, I'm over fifty, so I get the, I can look back and, and reminisce a little bit, right? One of the things that I've noticed over life is when people retire at the normal age of sixty five, sixty seven, seventy, whatever that is. A lot of folks a aren't in a financial position they thought they would be in, so they have a lot of regret. B, they're not having a lot of fun. Mm. So one of the things that I've just started playing with in the last 48 hours is, is to try to get W2 employees to create content mm. about a hobby or a passion, Okay, right? Because if you're 40 years old, you're 50 years old, you have probably been doing something for decades. Right. I don't care if it's Star Wars or making jam or whatever it is, but if you can do that, just create one video a week, maybe two. And then do that for years, you will be the influencer whenever you have, whenever you decide to retire. And that's without even making any money on it, without monetizing it. Yeah, yeah. You can do that later, right? One of the things that's, that I'm big known for is doing the work. Right. That's where I'm comfortable. Yep. Right. 
And I just need people to realize that, you know what, if you, you spend nine to five doing whatever you're paid for, if you do something from five to nine, a couple of days a week, you're, you will have something in a decade. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm big on, right? You can get wealthy in a decade. You can create influence in a decade. Very few people are shooting stars that get it done in a year. So stop that. Just do your job, do something on the side. And there's, you know, the opportunities there. Yeah. No, I love that because truth be told, right? Let's just say I'm one of those shooting stars who can do things really quickly. Mm -hmm. But even for a guy like me, people don't know what I was doing all the years prior building those skills. And so, yeah, it may seem like, oh, well, dude, you started flipping and doing stuff really quick because I did. You know, I became a millionaire in three years flipping houses from zero. Mm -hmm. Right. But the five years before that, I was a realtor who didn't do jack crap. Right. I was hustling finding deals on flipping couches. Like I was developing skills that allowed me to do that quicker. Well, let's not even forget, you know, you didn't even hit the fact that you were an athlete at the most elite levels. Mm -hmm. There is a level of discipline and work involved in that. Right. And also let's not forget you were not high paid, right? A lot of people here are professional athlete and like, oh, you you know, seven figures, you got all these coaches. You were making, you know, a couple of bucks. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that at Starbucks, man, right? Let's no, they be, make more. <laughs> no, let's, let's just be clear, right? Yeah. But again, even that, while you were chasing a dream for years, is part of your story in your history. People look at shooting stars and they don't realize they've got a couple of decades yes. of stuff that they can pull on. Exactly. But all of us have that. That's what I want people to realize. You are special. There is something that you care about and you know that if you just went out there, over time, one day at a time, one video at a time, whatever it is, one rental at a time, mm-hmm. you will be able to build influence and stack wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, important. and I think you mentioned one rental at a time. That's your book. That's your YouTube channel, everything else. Right. And so you started your we talked about this on the first episode, but I want to reiterate it because it's it stuck out to me and it was so important. You know, you started your YouTube channel when? Uh, February, uh, 2018. So 2018, were you still working or that's right? No, I, I just left. Yeah. Okay. So you retire correct? because you built up this massive rental portfolio. You're yeah. like, we're good. Finances are good. I got nothing else to do. So I'm I was start. depressed, dude. Yeah. That's the big story. Yeah. It was, I, I was depressed. You're depressed. You, you just worked all these years in your career and you're like, all right, I, I'm good. I'm and out. I, I do see this a lot, even with entrepreneurs who sell their business. Yes. Or they reach a big goal and now they're still like, I'm, I feel empty. I don't exactly. really know what to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I've been a commission-based salesperson since I was 15 years old. And you have to be naturally op- you know, optimistic. You're always, you're always ready for the next big deal, right? It's just always out there for you. You're just always hustling. So I retire February 2nd of 18. In a moment's notice, a 30-second flash of light says, you're out of here. You hate this. You're gone. And I spend two days excited as can be. And then every day thereafter for about a month, I got increasingly depressed. Mm. I had no mission. I wasn't contributing. I wasn't, my ego was crumbling around me because I wasn't contributing. And if it wasn't for the, you know, one rental at a time, and really one rental at a time started as a, you know, look back to what you had accomplished. Because I I don't look back, right? The goal's there. I'm going to go up that hill until I get to the goal. I don't, I don't look at the yeah. stuff behind me. Yep. So I had to look back and that was the story of the book. And then that became a YouTube channel. And I didn't know you could be monetized. <laughs> I, I did it. I created the channel in this brand because I wanted one, I had one mission 
And that was to create something that outlived me by 50 years. Mm. Right. That's the game I'm playing today. Yeah. Owning the rentals wasn't like that big of a deal. Like they're not going to like when you're dead. What are they? My daughter's got a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, you start this channel in 2018. Mm hmm. And you started making how many videos per day? I, I average five videos a day for five per day. day. We're not talking per month. We're not talking per week per day. Correct. And you would just film them the day of and release them later that day. Yep. Exactly right. And so I just want people to know the amount of work that would go into filming five per day, you know, take away just the actual filming of it. But. Recruiting guests mm-hmm. and all the things that go into it, right? The edits, the the posting, the and you're a one man show, right? Yeah, I am. And so it's like, dude, I hear that. I'm even like floored. Twelve, almost thirteen thousand videos. Thirteen thousand videos since then, right? Yeah. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was, you know, the first um, however many years, you know, how many subs did you have? Well, I, I think what's most interesting for folks is I I did over a thousand videos and wasn't monetized. Yeah. And, and so everyone knows to get monetized, you get to have um, what, a, thousand a thousand subs, subs and 4,000 watch hours. Yep. 4,000 watch hours. And so you did a thousand videos. Zip. And they were like, you're still like nobody watches you. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Why did you keep going? My mission was to create something that outlived me by 50 years. It, it has nothing not, to do with subscribers or money. No, it, money was never. It's still not a consideration. Right. The reason I charge for stuff now is people don't value free. Right. I tried to give away one rental at a time. Nobody read it. <laughs> Nobody wanted it. Dude, I put a pretty cover on it. I had a professional editor go through and now it sold, you know, 20 or 30,000 copies. Yeah. All right, fine. 15 bucks. Let's go. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. So, you know, you, you make a thousand videos. Mm-hmm. Nothing really happens. You nope. stay with it. You stay with it. Okay. You got 5,000 subs now, years yep. later. Yeah. And then um, we were talking on the last episode, you had like 47, yep. 46,000. So, Correct. I mean, like at that point, you had over 10,000 videos. Correct. 46,000 subscribers. Correct. For most people, they would look at that and be like, well, dude, free. I don't know, man. Maybe you should have not. Like, that's a lot of hours you put into yeah. making content. You know, I don't even want to count how many hours that sure. is, right? But, uh, you know, they, they might look at just the whole process of like, well, dude, that ain't worth it, right? And you're like, well, it is worth it because it was never about a final subscriber number. Yeah. It was never about certain monetization or things happening. It was strictly for you Mm -hmm. and your mission. My mission was to create something that outlived me by 50 years. Yeah. One day at a time. Yep. One day at a time, one rental at a time. Wealth Builders, if you're finally ready to get off the fence and start investing in real estate or scale your business, now is the time. Interest rates are projected to drop multiple times this year, which means prices are gonna go up and it is a great time to flip houses, to wholesale, and to start buying again. So if you're trying to get that first deal or you're trying to scale to the next level, we wanna help you out. Make sure you go to wealthyinvestor.com. You can book a free call with our team today to see which program can help you get to the next level. We can partner with you and help you get that first deal. We'll even close the deal for you or we can teach you how to build your business, how to build a company, how to start hiring people. It does not matter which stage of the game you're at. We want to help you out. So go to wealthyinvestor.com and see us today. I've done some really cool things when in hindsight, right? I'm one of very few people who took three software products from zero to a hundred million, mm. right? I built a portfolio while working full time. 
of 180 units, no JVs, no partners, none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I grew a YouTube channel with zero edits, 12,000 videos, zero edits. I don't edit squat. <laughs> They're just uploaded. Yeah. I mean, I stumble, I mess up, I apologize and just keep rolling. Yeah. Right. Because if, if I had to edit videos, the channel wouldn't exist. Right. I just, I know who I am. Right. And my mission, I'm already excited about tomorrow. That's just how I'm wired. I'm broken. But did you least, already film today? I did. Yeah. You already filmed. I mean, we're filming right now at 9 a.m. Yeah. So I did uh, I did my 7.30 live. Five days a week, I go live at 7.30. You can count on it. Yep. And it's done in 20 minutes. And then I did an eight o'clock show. I recorded two episodes and posted. But I knew I was coming. So I took my guest at 9 and 10 and recorded those yesterday. Wow. Yeah. There you, I, I don't play around. That's the kind of commitment. And I tell people that too, with anything. It's like, look- if I'm going to commit to a certain level, a certain standard for whatever it is, right? Whether it's deals, whether it's videos, whether it's calls, right? The life is always going to be different week to week. You know, I travel, I go on vacation, I got to go speak, I got WealthCon, I got all these things, right? But you'll never see me miss my uploads and everything else. Exactly. They always go out because it's a priority. It's a standard. So it's like, okay, if I know WealthCon's next week and I'm not going to be able to film, we got to go crank them out the week before. Exactly right. Yeah. I really, it's it's really funny, right? I've, I've interviewed all kinds of folks, some sports scientists and other folks in other areas and making money, getting healthy, whatever it is, it's, it's all the same thing. Decide what you want. Yeah. Create the plan, what I call activities, track them, hold yourself accountable and you know, yeah, everything gets better. Yeah. So let's talk about just this accumulation of rental properties mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm sure people are watching that right now. Like, okay, I understand Zuber story. That's great. This dude puts in work. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you do it during your career? What did that look like? Yeah. So I think that, you know, a guy who's been doing it 22 years while working a full-time job, there's a couple of pivot points we should talk about. So first is the decision. I tried to do it where I lived. The numbers didn't work. Mm -hmm. I live in the Silicon Valley. Yep. So I had to find a place that did work. So that was a, an important thing. I found and chose Fresno, California, Central Valley. Yep. And have focused there for 20 years. I didn't go, hey, here. And then I didn't chase hot markets. Right. I built teams and I just kept going. Second, I started with what I knew, residential single family homes. But you got to remember, I started in 2002. My first house, Norris Drive, was 107 grand, rents for 1100, 1% rule, right? Yeah. That I don't know any better in many places anymore. Not, not today. Right. <laughs> so I put 20% down buy it. Cash flows all good. That was the first run up and I did a cash out refi. I, I did it badly. Right. I took out too much money because okay. the house went negative, right. Okay. Negative cash flow, but I bought more assets. So the first thing you will see in our entire journey for 15 years is no cash flow and no cash out refis. No 1031s didn't go back into more real estate. Our day jobs funded our life. We were, purposely taking every piece of cash flow, putting in a pile, buying more assets. That's step one. Not a lot of people do that. How many people do you know make a little bit more money, spend a little bit more money? Okay. So let me be clear. Okay. Mm -hmm. You just said your day job was funding your lifestyle. Correct. And then you have these real estate assets that were creating cash flow. Mm -hmm. And then you were taking that cash flow to buy more assets. Correct. But did you say you were refinancing and 1031ing or you weren't? Both. I did you all were. of that. Right. Okay. So you were doing all the different techniques, right? Yeah, so I was, it was, a, was getting capital out so I can keep buying. So for example, right? You mentioned this one of like, you did it wrong. Now okay. you had negative cash flow. Yep. Do you think you actually did it wrong though? Well, I would, again, as somebody who has a large portfolio, that's absolutely an okay thing to do. If you want to go, hey, I bought one. I got these two together. It's okay. Yeah. 
But again, we talk to new people. Right. And I don't want anyone who's got one or two or three units to go, you know, this one's negative cash flow. I'm going to do because stuff breaks. Yeah. Because when you refinance, you're taking cash out. So you're getting a higher loan. Correct. And higher interest rate, cash out refis higher. Yep. So odds are, unless rents have increased significantly since then. Correct. Yep. You know, you might be at break even or negative. Yeah. I don't like, I think most people, especially W2 employees, should, I don't like the idea of, oh, just go negative cash flow appreciation. I'll take care of you. I've been through that. Okay. Right. I knew people that said that in 2005. Do you remember Katrina? Yeah. So Katrina comes through and wipes out New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? The government comes in and creates this special tax incentive for buying brand new homes in New Orleans, in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I knew some people in my network uh, who went on about four or five homes there. Because the idea was you can get some depreciation right off, right? Today, it's called cost segregation. Yep. This was a new thing. Go right off a bunch of taxes. And then, oh, by the way, they're going to appreciate because, you know, it's going to come back. World collapses. These properties get cut in half. They don't cash float. They never cash float. And, you know, these people had seven-figure, you know, net worth decided to let them go. Wow. Because they just gave up. Not because they had to, but yeah. because it was a strategic default. So, I don't want people in a position to go, you know, give it back to the bank. So, I don't like negative cash flow. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It just depends on, like you said, where you're at, right? Because from your point of view, okay, I have 180. So like I have this big diversified portfolio. So yeah, if a couple are, because I mean, technically you're always going to have negative cash flow at certain points. Oh no. I mean, you were to take my portfolio any tax year. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like, and and people got to understand this. If you're W2 and you're like, oh, I'm going to live off cash flow. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's number one. But number two, understand there's vacancy, there's expenses and everything else. So even if you did on paper, like, oh, dude, this property's going to make 500 bucks a month, it gets wiped out oh, yeah. by one repair, I one vacancy. I would say we didn't really see meaningful cash flow for five or six years. And would you say that that's because finally rents had started to increase and allowed for that to happen? Yeah. Rents up and also rates went down a little bit. Yeah, that too. Right. So our, 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 you know, cash flow was real, yeah. but it takes time. It's a, it's a trickle. Then it's a slow stream and then just it gets, inflation. Just keeps getting bigger. It just keeps, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I want people to know. And this is why I am the anti-cash flow guy. When I just tell people who are like trying to figure out like, how can I supplement my income, Ryan? I'm like, Buying a rental ain't it. <laughs> you ain't you ain't supplementing your income with a rental. I was like, Robert Kiyosaki poisoned people's minds <laughs> into thinking that's a thing. It's yeah. not. It's just not. Anyone who owns rentals knows it's not. Yeah. It, at least in that early stage. Oh, for like five we're years. talking about. Yeah, for five years. So, like, you know, I just want people to understand this. Like, let's just say you buy this three hundred thousand dollar house, sure. right? And uh the one percent rule is like super hard to get but yeah. let's just say it's you know it rents for 2500 bucks sure. and uh, let's just say your all-in costs are 22 2300 right so you're not going to make money nope even because the 200 bucks is going to get eaten up oh, by somewhere. other stuff right Some, one stupid thing yep so you're not going to make any cash flow mm-hmm. so people are like well when do you actually make cash flow well you're going to make it five years from now like mm-hmm. you're saying when okay well rents are now 3500 rents are whatever. And then also maybe we refinanced and we got the rate down and everything else. So now my payment is 2000, mm-hmm. 1900, and whatever. Rents are 3, and my rents are 30. Now you actually do make it. Yeah. So I want people to know that, that you will not become financially free 
buying rentals, like being thinking like, oh yeah, dude, I got three rent or I got, I'm going to buy 20 rentals at 300 bucks a month mm-hmm. cash flow, And, uh, you know, that's my seven, no, it's, six, it's a, it's a yeah. 10 year journey minimum. And I don't say any different. It's 10 yeah. years because one of the things that, you know, we haven't shared, talked about, I believe that inflation's a feature, not a bug, mm. right? A lot of people look at inflation and, and it's like, oh, this thing that just came up because of the pandemic and all that inflation has been around forever. Right. Right. It's, it's just part of the system. Yeah. So if you know how to use inflation, you can get you can get wealthy, but it's slow. Yeah. It's supposed to be two to three percent a it's year. Supposed to be. Right. And then you get odd years where it's just yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then now I think they're back to Yeah, I think the last report was three point four, at least yeah. CPI headline. But yeah, we're going we'll go sub three this year for sure. Yeah. But again, as somebody who's trying to get full time employees to understand the power, right? Your day job is funding your life. Right. If you can stack four assets over eight years, your future will be bright. Mm. Right. I'm not the guy here that's saying you're going to go live off cash flow after two years. I'm not that guy. Yeah. It's a 10 year journey minimum. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. You can get certain times where it's great. Um, but it takes 10 years of stacking, stacking, yeah, keep stacking. Wor- keep working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many things have you done in your life where you could do it once and then magic happens? None. It's it's all work. Just choose your heart. Yeah. Right. Do you want to work forty hours for forty years to live on forty percent? That that sounds hard and sucks. Yeah. Why don't you sacrifice, scrimp a little bit, tuck away some dis, uh, disposable income, buy some assets, let the assets use inflation, get rich. It's a get rich for sure, not get rich quick. Right. One thing I will say though, why I'm a proponent of wholesaling and flipping is not you know people are like well it doesn't build long term wealth. I'm like yeah, but you can get rich quick. <laughs> you really can. So it's like, it just, it, it depends on your goal, right? Yeah. So I always tell people, I'm like, look, if you want to, for sure, like you said, build wealth, hey, all right, let's get a plan in place. How much do you guys make? Okay. Yeah. We're going to have to start saving X amount per year. We got to cut your cost. And hey, what's the goal? How aggressive do you want to be with like building wealth? Can Correct. you buy one property a year? All right, great. How much do you need? Well, typically in your situation, you're going to need 20% down. So how do we save 20% or how do we get a side hustle Mm -hmm. that allows us to bring in that 20%? Exactly. The flip, the wholesale. Yeah. Do both. Yeah. Because I mean, if I were to wave a magic wand, I would get more and more people to think about their discretionary income. Mm. Lots of people we talk to think about their income. Yeah. Your gross income doesn't matter. Let's say the average income. Okay. I, I don't even know. Do you, you, you might 70, know. 72,000 bucks is 72, average household income. Household income. Household. Okay. So let's say the people that watch this show, it's higher. Okay. okay. Let's say it's a buck 20. 10 yeah. Grand let's a say it's a buck 20 for anyone watching the show. Okay. If, if that's you comment below and say, Hey, I'm in that hundred to 150,000 range. Okay. Okay. Household income. Hmm. What's our plan for them? Well, again, if you're going to, if you're in a job that you, and they want to stay in the job, yeah, right? that's the key. Yep. They want right. to stay in the job. They're not. Like Ryan, dude, I think it's great that you do your own thing, but yeah, not mine. I, I like it. Life. I'm good. I, yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So that that's my avatar, right? That's my yep. that's my. So person. let's talk to those people. So what I would tell them to do is, I would ask them, "Do you know your discretionary income?" Most don't. Most could tell me I make a buck twenty a year, ten grand a month. Right. Most people probably can tell me what they net post tax, post four hundred one k, post whatever. Right. But that's where it stops, and that's not okay. Yeah. You have to realize, let's say, so 10 grand a month, let's say it's 7,500 after taxes. You take out housing, food, auto, insurance, kids, blah, blah, blah. 
those things are fixed. The only number that matters in my world is what's left at the end of the month mm -hmm. that you could, in theory, Ryan, light on fire and nothing changes. Right. That's disposable income. This is, would you say that this is the same thing as savings? No, it's purposeful. Okay. Because to your point, let's say, let's say that person that makes 10 gross, 7,500 net, let's say they have 500 bucks disposable. Right. They could choose to save. They could they choose, choose to, to spend. They can choose to smoke it. I don't care. Right. Let's first off realize you started at 10 and you have 500 left over. So you want to buy your kid something. Let's say you want to buy your kid a $1,000 video game. Mm -hmm. What I want people to realize is you have to work two months to buy that game. Mm. People don't think about it in time. Why do you need two months to buy a game if you have- Because the game is not something you would normally buy. It's right. outside of your fixed costs. Yep. And you only have 500 discretionary. And the game costs 1000 Oh, what games cost a thousand? Oh, the video game. I don't know. A phone, whatever. I don't <laughs> know. Last time you bought a video game, they used to be fifty dollars when, <laughs> when I played 50, uh, video games. Yeah, so Man, I, yeah, you can go play games for free on the App Store now. What do they need a game for? All right, all right. A phone. You're Actually, gonna... isn't like Fortnite and everything free now? No idea. Don't let play. me let me know in the comment. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure all these video games started to realize that social media was doing it the right way. Instead of paying to get, to in, get in, now they're buying little trinkets and toys, exactly. They're guns. like, no, let everyone play. Yeah. It's free, and then we're we're gonna get you. Yeah, exactly. in the game, you need this special gun. You need the yeah. special whatever. I'm pretty sure it's free. I but no that, let us know. I have no idea. Yeah, but yeah, they're definitely not a thousand. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you're buying an arcade or what. Yeah. So, but the idea <laughs> though is you want to buy something for your kid. Outside of that fixed income, that's a thousand bucks. Okay. You only have $500 discretionary a month. Right. So 500. So again, I want people to realize, I'm not saying don't buy the thousand thing. I'm just saying, realize you got to work for two months to afford that damn thing. Right. That's a different conversation. Yes. People don't appreciate money and time. That's why discretionary income is not savings. It is this other thing that we should all talk about. We should all track into your point. We should grow. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. You can whack expenses, which is what I did. It's not sexy, not fun, or increase income. Right. What you're doing, trying to help people with the media and the social media, I think everybody should do something yeah. in their hobby, their thing. Start. It'll be slow, but it will bring stuff over time. So are you a proponent of trying to cut expenses and save, or are you a proponent now of trying to add income? I believe you have to do... I believe the person that does it the fastest is both, but let's be very clear. You can only cut so much. There One is, is a better limit. than the other. No question. Yeah. Increase Adding income. income is better than saving. Saving money is faster. Right. Mm -hmm. And some it's easier to do. Well, actually, I don't even know that it's easy. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is like, okay, I can actually see. You can see it. Yeah. Quicker. I could save a thousand more a month by doing this. By doing this, this, and this, I save, you know, $707. Yeah. But that's it. You do it once, you're done. Yeah. Income is far more, it's you, more options there. And I agree with you. So when I was starting out, and even to this day, I don't live up anything close to what I could be doing. Uh -huh. And even as I was building wealth, I mean, when I was a million, when I first became a millionaire, I was driving a $10,000 Volkswagen Tiguan <laughs> that I don't want to like offend people, but it's like, uh, a guy like me shouldn't be driving it, right? Other, <laughs> other kinds of guys should be driving that kind of a Volkswagen Tiguan. <laughs> Anyways, I was cheap. My wife had a Camry, okay? 2007 Toyota Camry. This is 2018. Like yeah, where 10 year old you know, respect. Yeah. And so she, she liked it. She didn't mind the 2007 Camry. 
And uh, finally, one day I was like, I should probably like, I don't need to be doing this no more. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, I'm going to level up. You know what I got? A 2013 <laughs> Lexus RX, ah. but it was an F sport. It was 20 grand. I had one of those. I yeah. paid cash. I went to Arizona and picked it up. Yep. But even then for me, I was like, dude, I have a luxury car. Now. Yeah, exactly. That was my idea of luxury. Yep. $20,000. I know. So like mean. I still had this super frugal mindset. Um, and we always lived that way. Like as we were building wealth, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think when the first time I ever made six figures, it was 2016. I made 200 grand. Okay. We thought we were rich. I was just like, babe, I don't know how <laughs> like we could do whatever we want. Yeah. This is crazy. We didn't have kids. Yeah. But I want to say, you know, at that point, our mortgage was twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Like we didn't eat out. We you had a lot of disposable. We income. had no expense. I would guess we were living on honestly four, five grand a month max. And, uh, you know, you're making yeah. 20 grand a month, essentially. Yeah. Like you start to. That provides quickly. so much options. That's so Olivia and I both made six figures. We live in the valley, so it's not all that great. <laughs> yeah, you you were living. <laughs> yeah, we, everything's expensive. Everything's expensive. Everything's yeah. expensive. Um, but we ended up going down to fifty percent. It took a while to get there. The first thirty percent was easy. Yeah, and then over time, it, some of that was our income went up. Right, obviously. But the key is we didn't flex. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of peers. I mean, I remember one of the hardest days of my life. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. But we're on this 10-year journey, which mm -hmm. at the time we don't know is 10 years, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like year seven and we go to a housewarming party of somebody that works for me, right? So it's a direct report, right? Below in the hierarchy. And they're balling out in a brand new house, seven figures, got all the cars, all the toys, all of that. Yeah. You know, and you, you go there, you smile, yada, yada. And then we drive home and I start crying just mm -hmm. out of nowhere. It's like one of the only times it's ever happened to me my internal whatever is just beating me up because we're sacrificing, we're cutting, we're not, we have one car, right? We're just, you don't feel like you're moving up. Yeah. I'm like, did I, I think what it was is, did I do it wrong? Mm. I, I did it. And like, like, is this all worth it? Yeah. I'm so, and I, now in hindsight, I was like so close, but I mean, seven years sacrifice. And, um, I was crying. Olivia had to drive home. I had to pull over and drive, let her drive home. It was wild, but, wow. and we were right there. What she did, and Olivia is far smarter than I, is she, she took me back and showed us our finances. I don't yeah. know about you. I never looked. My yeah. job was find deals, secure capital, find deals, secure capital. She ran the books mm. and she's like, Mike, you know, Michael, I need to show you where we are. Cause it's, it's clearly changed and you don't know it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's how much we bank now. Yeah. Oh, I could see it now. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's a 10 year journey, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's 10 years. Yeah. It, it's, you'll have moments. I had moments where I almost lost it. almost gave up. Yeah. And you have moments where in, in, in that regard, the comparison game, Oh yeah. right? You're like, dude, man, like it, what's he doing that's different than I'm doing? Yeah. And what he's doing is probably just spending all his money. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so the same individual still has to work. I don't have to work anymore. So I'm, I'm good. I won. Right. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing too. I've noticed that for along the years where, um, look, when people say, oh man, don't compare yourself to it's impossible. You are naturally Natural. going to compare yourself to yeah. other people and you're going to keep like moving up levels of new levels of comparison. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm in high school playing baseball, I'm just I'm not worried about comparing myself to freaking the guys in the big leagues. I'm not there. Yeah. I'm, I'm comparing myself to my peers. And right. so as your peer group levels up, you start to, you know, compare yourself to them. Right. And so one thing I have noticed is obviously I keep moving up peer groups. And so oh, for sure. hopefully I'm doing something right in that regard. 
but I've never been jealous of like these guys. You yeah. know, if I move up to a new peer, I'm like, bro, like I got a lot to learn and do. Like these guys are killing it. That's you healthy. Know? Yeah, that's healthy. But there's also a level of, but now I'm motivated and I'm actually going to go out and do Bingo. it. Bingo. Yeah. You've got to find the motivation or the hunger. Yes. Right. You've got to want it. Yeah. You don't move up if you don't no. get motivated and inspired by people who are doing it better. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference, though, because you either look at somebody and you're inspired and motivated and you want to learn how they did it and execute or you're jealous, resentful, depressed. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, well, listen, let's talk. They, they, they did it the wrong way. They did X, Y, Z. They blah, cheated. Blah, blah, they, blah. Silver spoon. Yeah. Whatever. Right. So let's talk about something I think is really important. A lot of people today complain about social media, right? Social media is ruining this, ruining that, whatever. What they don't realize is I worked in that space. I sold AI software. So this is like my sweet spot, right? Um, they're nothing more than a formula to give you what you tell it it wants. It's not judgmental. <laughs> yeah, it's non-biased. It's non-biased. It's yeah. giving you what you told it you want. So yeah. why is this important? I believe a lot of people start following what I call doomers. And crash bros and negative people. Yeah. If you are looking at your social media feed and you are scared, nervous, mm. envious, jealous, that is no one's fault but yours. Yes. You need to start blocking people. Because I can tell you, right? I launched a channel, did the Instagram, even just started Twitter or X here. And you have to block hate and negativity. Yeah. And then the feed is all positive. <laughs> I got guys like Ryan and Thatch and Grant all in my feed. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Right? As opposed to the people saying the world's going to end and we're going to have bread lines and all this other freaking <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. No, I'm with you. My feed is all golf swings and just hitting <laughs> bombs. <laughs> like, it, that's what it is. That, and you are not jealous or envious or no, scared I'm, I'm or like, nervous. No, I'm like, bro, it makes me want to go play and get yeah, better. Like, oh, I get oh, inspired. Hold my hand different or put my thumb Yeah, I'll different. be like, well, I'm going to try that next. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool, Power swing, drill. put it the thumb in the back. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so, yeah, no, 100%. Your feed is a reflection of you. But own that. Yeah. How many people just whine and complain today? Yeah. It's on you. Are you unhappy? Well- Let's try to fix that. Yeah. No, it's true. And um, yeah, it's a tough thing, man. Like it's not just um, your industry, right? But that's why marriages are struggling. You know, you're looking at all these girls on Instagram and all this stuff and you're like, man, you know, my relationship sucks. This looks great. And why doesn't she do it like that? And you're just like, dude, you're just polluting yeah. your mind to something that's not even real. Not even real. No, I think you really have to make a decision on what you want and, and work. There's no secret, right? Whether you're selling software, building a company, yeah. starting a channel, whatever it is, decide, set activities and work. But the one point you brought up, and I want everybody to start thinking like this, is like, you're like, look, it's a 10-year time horizon mm -hmm. and you must stay committed Correct. for 10 years. Because if you give up in year four, Nothing. it was all worthless. Dude, year seven, I almost gave up. How disappointing would that been? You, you might have had a little bit, yeah. but it's not. I'd be working. Yep. You'd still be, I'd be working, doing whatever. Right? right. And so now being in real estate for over 10 years, I can now see people that started when I started people that were, um, you know, five years in like way ahead. And then people who dropped off and people exactly. who like you just see it. And same thing is true in social media mm -hmm. and just all these things. And I was actually asking, um, I was asking Russell Brunson this in the, for those who don't know, he's the founder of ClickFunnels and we were in Utah 
and having a conversation. I go, Russell, you know, I saw you speak back in 2018. Um, and I've seen like all these educators and gurus come and go. Mm. I go, why is that? Why are there really none that have a lab, like super long-term success? Okay. And I go, I can only count a few that have truly had longevity. Right. You look at a guy like Grant, he's been around sure. a long, long time, time. Yeah. right? Regardless of what you say about him, he's been around a long time. So he has to be doing something correct. Consistent. Right? Showing up. Yep. You know, stacking cash. Adapting, buy. pivoting. He's, yeah. he's just, he's always. Bigger market. It's, yep. Yeah. Tony Respect. Robbins. We were just talking about him. I got an interview with him soon. So like, uh, he's been around for like 30, 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. Like, okay. how do you do that? That takes Dave Ramsey as much as I may disagree. Yes. Dude, he's been doing it like And he's years. helped millions of people. Respect. Yeah. Respect for him. Yeah. So I asked Russell, I go, why is it that? There's only so few that can do this long term. And he goes, well, I think there's two reasons. One is, you know, some of these guys experience so much success so fast and like technology gives a way to have success way quicker Mm. than it used to be where, yo, we got to like grind it out and like you're prepared for that moment because of grinding it out. But there are cases where you can get rich really quick. Let's say it's crypto. Let's say it's AI. Let's say it's a trend. You go viral out of nowhere, right? Like all of a sudden you have this massive, Mm -hmm. it's like winning the lotto. Yeah, you just, exactly. You you didn't know you didn't earn it really. And what happens to lotto winners? They lose it because they don't have the skills. Right. So I go, he's like, basically you, you have guys like that, that just do it. And then they squander it. They do something stupid and then they're done. Right. And he's like, you know, you do have guys who do it, have a lot of success, and then they chill. <laughs> he's like, they're good and they don't want to keep doing it. Mm. And they want to, you know, essentially retire and yeah. be done. And they have no desire to be in the limelight because, you know, for them, the purpose necessarily wasn't uh, having something that lives 50 years beyond them, something bigger than them. Right. It was strictly a money thing. Yeah. They got their goal. They're out. They're out. And so, you know, I look at guys, like I said, who've been in, let's say, this guru education game for a long time. Dave Ramsey, Tony, Mm -hmm. Grant. And you're like, all right, well, clearly it's not about money, right? As much as you think it's about money for these guys, it's not. No, It's like, dude, at some point you make enough. And so the purpose has to go beyond that. Correct. Yeah. Anything you want, whether it's those three gentlemen, they're clearly not doing it for the money. The money, it's a scoreboard for some of them, right? Yeah. You want to feel like they're, they're still playing the game. But it's, it's something bigger. It's something that gets you up out of bed. Because I guarantee you, all three of those guys, there are lots of days they don't want to get up, but they do it because it's it's the process. Well, and one thing about those three, too, is, and I don't know Tony's story. Yeah, hopefully I'll get into it when I'm, but um, I do know Grant and Dave's story of losing it all. And I think Correct. both of them had to rebuild in their 30s. And I think about that because I'm 34. So it's like, okay, they would have probably just been getting started. Mm-hmm you know, right around me now. Sure. And I'm just like, all right, well, what an advantage I have to learn from them, number one, Mm -hmm. but to also have the foundation that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that, that, you know, because we're talking about these 40 year olds, these 50 year olds who are like, oh, well, dude, I'm too old. I can't get started. I can't (sighs) do social media. I can't build a rental portfolio. I don't have enough time. What do we say? It's 20 minutes a day. (laughs) You have 20 minutes. Yeah. We are launching our newest program over at Wealthy Business that is going to help change the game for businesses and help them scale with purpose. 
So what exactly does that mean? Well, we wanna help you grow your business, but keep the main things, the main things in your life. The family, the faith, the health, and everything that's important, we don't wanna sacrifice that while we help you scale your business. And so we're gonna give you the same tools that I use to continue to grow my businesses to new levels, but still having the time and financial freedom to do the things that are important to me. We're gonna teach you how we do marketing at a high level and generate leads for such low amounts. We're gonna teach you how we convert those leads into sales. We're gonna give you all the softwares we have. We're gonna show you how to build company culture and operations. We're gonna teach you how to make your offers even better. And we're gonna show you how to manage your finances so you know where your money's going and how you can get more to the bottom line. So if that sounds like something you want, go to wealthybusiness.com, book a call with our team today, and we will help you scale with purpose. A concept now that you're making me think about is not discretionary income, but discretionary time. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Same deal, right? What are you going to cut out? Netflix. How many discretionary hours do you spend on Netflix, social media? There's something there. There's something on, that's that we need to play with that a little bit. So the statistic I have heard mm-hmm. is that on average, um, Americans have four hours of discretionary time a day. Now we're on our phone. People are on their phones for seven, eight, whatever hours. Right. But it's not necessarily discretionary. A lot of times sure. they are just, you know, they're working and texting or looking something up like whatever. Right? right. But in terms of just like pure consumption of just that so I'm doing the math in my head. That's like 20% of your waking hours is discretionary. I mean, think about it. Right. I mean, That's, if you work, you can do a lot of stuff. Okay. So let's say there's 16 waking hours. Right. People work eight hours a day. Sure. Okay. So 50% of your time you work. Fair. Okay. So then you have another eight hours and it's okay. like, okay, well the other we're, we're saying four hours is discretionary. So and then four hours of, you know, being with eating, your family, blah, blah, blah. eating, That's fi- working out, 50% whatever. of, I love, yeah. How do you want to use that? And again, the, the whole idea I want people to realize is you're going to be alive in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Act like it, <laughs> right? Whether you're losing weight or building a business or any of these things, what the decisions you make today will compound. And if you do nothing, you're going to get nothing different. Right. Right. You don't get out of shape in a day. It's consistently bad choices. Mm-hmm. So let's flip that. Let's hold ourselves accountable. Let's declare, let's get in communities like you have yep. so that you have a, there's another thing I say that I truly believe. If you're, if you're unhappy where you are, your friends suck. Ooh. Your friends suck because mm. they're holding you back. You're comfortable there. They're not pushing you. They're, mo- they're doing what you're doing. So it's comfortable. But if you want a different life, fire your friends. Yeah. I was telling that literally last week at WealthCon. Um, oh, and by the way, I forgot you're speaking at our next WealthCon, April 18th to the 20th here in Vegas. So guys, if you want to see Zoobs, freaking, <laughs> if you're part of the the one rental at a time community, come support. I will push you can, that. Yeah. You can go to wealthcon.org and, and get your tickets. But uh, no, back to, I was telling these guys at WealthCon last week, I was like, hey, look, some of you guys are going to have to stop talking to your friends. Exactly. Some of you guys may even have to cut out your family for a time. Yes. Like they're, they're not, they're not helping you. They're anchors. Yeah. Like. If you truly want to be in it, I was given a presentation about legacy mm. and I was like, look, and I, I literally went through my own family lineage and everything. And I go, this is what my great grandfather did. This is what it led to. Mm. This is what, you know, my other side did. This is what it led to. And, you know, the, the moral of the story was it's not an accident. I am the way I am Okay, because there's all these things that uh, 
start adding up. Yeah. Why am I the way I am with faith? Why am I the way I am with sports? Why am I the way I am with entrepreneurship? Mm. Well, on my dad's side, it was a bunch of hustlers in the Philippines, you know, yeah. making businesses and making things happen. On my mom's side, it was literally a line of athletes. Ah. You know, my great grandfather is an Olympian. He's in the water polo hall of fame. Oh, wow. My grandfather's in the NFL. My mom was a college tennis player. I was a baseball. None of us played the same sport, which is weird. You would think <laughs> we would try to like learn, but no, we all play different things. And my kids will probably play golf when I really think about it. That's a, that's, um, that's a good one. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, wow, did I actually like baseball? Did I actually like being a, or was I predisposed to it because of decisions made generations yeah. before me? And I would say, and, you know, I'm not going to spoil the presentation. I'm actually going to link to it because we're going to. I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to watch this. One. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to post it. But it everyone said it was my best presentation ever. And I've given a lot of presentations. Yeah, so I'm not going to spoil what I think about the whole matter. And well, you know what? You're currently your my favorite presentation you gave was. Oh, the other one I showed at WealthCon. Yeah, the, the one struggles. where you talked about your struggles, because, again, we talked earlier about social media. So many people make it a highlight reel. Yeah. You were vulnerable. You were honest. Yeah. You were impactful. You owned it. Mm hmm. And you made some changes. I thought that was a wonderful presentation. Thank you. I've watched that a couple of times. I appreciate that. And I'll link to that down below too for everyone. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just got me thinking. And, and my message during that was to everyone was like, it starts today. Exactly. Like day you, one or one day. Yeah, I go, you can decide whether you want to be the chain breaker in your lineage. Mm -hmm. And I go, some of you guys, look, I go, look. I'm not here to tell you like my family's perfect by any means. They had their own problems and everything else. But I, but I said, this is an example of, Hey, when you do things right, you know, most yeah. of the time, the result ends up being pretty good. Like you're starting to see like these consistent results in mm -hmm. lineage. Yeah. And it makes sense why back in the day you would have these Royal families all wanting to, you know, create lineage together. Yep. And I, you know, I used the Bible. I was like, why is the Bible so much about genealogy it's throughout the bible talking about this person was the father of this person right. and you know it, it was a really big deal mm. and so if it's a really big deal to god it tells me that it's a really big deal it's a for signal me. yeah and so anytime somebody's like ah lineage doesn't matter people are going to forget about you i'm like they're idiots they just don't get it mm -mm. they're no. selfish no and so at the end of the day um i was just telling them i go you can be the chain breaker in your family right now, but it's going to start right now. Yeah. If you've had addiction in your family, if you're you've you didn't have a dad, you have had divorce and alcohol and, mm -hmm. you know, you just see that it's this generation after generation thing. Somebody's like, going to break it. Somebody has to break it. And I'm like, and I and I, I asked everyone, I go, how many of you know right now you will have to take care of your parents <laughs> because they you yes. know, have whatever issues they have. Yeah. And like half the room raised their hand. So sad. Yes. And I go, okay, what are you going to do about it? Cause you can't even take care of yourself yet. Exactly. So who's going to take care of them? Are you going to figure out how to break the chain and take care of them and set it right for your family and your kids? Or are your kids going to have to take care of you? Ouch. No, that, and that's exactly right. We have to realize Everyone, whether they were at WealthCon or watches you on YouTube, they can make an individual choice to change. Yeah. Nothing is fast. 
Mm -hmm. I would, I want everybody to know it's a 10 year journey, whether it's real estate or building a social media or influence, whatever it is. Yeah. You're signing up for 10 years. And I do believe most people have to fire their friends because that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. If you stay around your friends, you'll go up and they'll pull you back. Actually. And I forgot, I did say that at WealthCon. So I go, how many of you, this has been like the best environment you've ever exactly. been in, right? Get in those rooms. Yeah. And they're, everyone's like, dude, this is great. I feel fired up. And I go, here's what's going to happen though. <laughs> Next week, you're going to go home Ugh. and you're back in exactly. your old circumstance. Exactly. Now what? Yeah. And you know, it's part of like also a pitch to say, hey, you should join our community and coaching. Yeah. But it's also the truth. It's like, do you think you're actually going to do anything mm -hmm. if none of your circumstance changes? Yeah. What yep. would make you believe that for years of you not doing anything and making progress that all of a sudden, just because you went to one event, got hyped, and then you went back in your old circumstance that you would change? No, it's a sugar high at best. You're not going to change. No, you've got to get you've got to you got to fire your friends. You got to get a new network. My network has evolved a dozen times over 20 years. Yeah. Right. It's not that I cut everybody out, but I've got new friends, new influencers that are around me because I want to grow, too. I'm not done. Right? Yep. I want to go another 50 years. Right. So. Uh, you just got to remember, especially at the beginning, if you're not happy, own it. Yeah. But make tough decisions. Fire friends, block hate, do the work. Right? It's, it's Cleanse your social media. Clean, quit, oh, quit, please. <laughs> quit Again, watching people that don't serve you. No, exactly. How many? Oh, man. You're wasting two hours with people that um, that don't serve you. It's not good. Yeah. Not good. So going back to this uh, discretionary income topic. Yeah. Okay? Sorry. So, <laughs> we took a no, right turn. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's how every Wealthy Way podcast goes. So <laughs> I like there, there's no I go in with no agenda. I, I see whatever happens. Um, no, but to go back to the income topic, yeah. because I think there's a lot of people who are like, all right, dude, Ryan, go back. I'm, no. Well, they're like, I'm I'm a change. I'm, I'm in. OK, good. Like, what do I do? Just tell me tactically. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? So. We basically decided that, okay, you can cut expenses and you can make more money. Okay. Yes, correct. You're probably not going to make more money in your job unless you have like a sales-based job where you do actually do have the, the opportunity. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, because I believe everyone has a chance to make more money in their job. It's not, it's not a commission job where you can get accelerator right. money and just blow it up. But did you know you could go to somebody that's a competitor of whatever you're, wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. And they generally will pay you 10, 12, 15% more. Mm -hmm. If you've been this in the job. This is huge job. in the tech space. Well, yeah, in the tech space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Generally, even in food service. Right. If you have a proven track record at McDonald's for a couple of years, you can go to somewhere else and make a dollar more an hour or something. Right. Right. The other thing to remember is use your employer to build skills that you can use later. Yeah. A lot of people can get their employer to pay for different things. Like my most valuable class and, and I have a lot of education, was taken in a junior college, mm. public speaking. Okay. It might not be obvious today, but I was an introvert. Mm -hmm. Like I would sit in a room full of people and not say a word to anybody, leave and be okay. Yeah. Right. Public speaking broke me out of that. Right. right. So today, technology, video, audio, editing, whatever. There's so many things that you can get your employer to pay for that you can add skills, skill stacking. Um, so yeah, I think there's even things in a W-2 that you can do to increase income. Yeah. No, I, let me take that back. So yeah. And I do actually do pay for a lot of my employees to do things. Exactly. I have no idea what they're going to. But I'm just <laughs> like, Oh, you guys want to go to that thing? All right, whatever. What is it? Okay. Is it going to make you better and more productive? Bingo. Cool. I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah. So um, hundred percent on that. So actually let's, let's take a step back. Okay. So the saving part is easy. Like we said, 
Just cut out frivolous expenses. You don't have to probably live in the neighborhood you live in. You don't have to, yep. you know, your standard of the way you think you have to live is not true. So everyone, you need to just figure out how to cut some expenses. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though I'm not a guy who has a savers mentality, I'm, I'm like, yo, let's earn. Let's make more money. Sure. I do know that when you're first starting out, every dollar counts. Correct. Right. So don't waste any of it. Correct. And number two, it teaches you discipline. Okay. And discipline is so important for the rest of your life. Exactly. It's so, the thing that you could start doing. It becomes a habit. You can look at it. Earlier example, we talked about 500 being the number, then it's 650, then it's 707 or whatever it is. And you can feel good about it. This is what Dave Ramsey's, you know, debt snowballs are about is you take the lowest balance, you pay it off first, you feel better, you get encouraged, you just keep going. So it's the habit. So cutting is fastest and builds that discipline while you're looking to increase income. Income is a bigger exactly jump. So I am a believer in having discipline that's saving and budgeting and things do. So for anyone listening, okay, I am about making more money and just do it, being a boss and do what you want. But I, I myself was a recipient of being frugal and disciplined. And that led me to developing the habits I have today, where now, because I was like that when I had no money, and even as I was building wealth, I'm still like that today. You might be like, well, Ryan, you're not like that, dude. Look at your cars and yeah. all this. I'm like, no, trust <laughs> On me. On the scale? Oh, you're, yeah. you're just like that. Yeah. Nothing has changed. It's just I make way more money now. And right. so, yeah, the lifestyle's increased. But the let's just say the margin is still the same. Yeah. Right? So anyways, um, okay, savings is out of the way. Now we got to say, how do you make more money? Mm-hmm. And you have two options. You can make more money in your current job. Correct. Somehow. You said, hey, you can get a new skill. Hey, I said, if you're in sales, you can easily make more money. It's it's unlimited. Just Mm -hmm. get freaking better. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Become a better salesperson. Devote those four hours to just learning sales. Right. Um, Or, you know, maybe you get a promotion. You said maybe you go out and switch jobs and switch careers. Right. Yep. Um, Or, you know, we have this option of just starting a side hustle. Right. Exactly. So there's lots of ways to increase income. And I want to talk about you know, all the variations for people, because the whole point of this is, okay, if we cut expenses and we make more money, that allows us to save the 20% Mm -hmm. that we need to go buy a new property every year, right? Because Mm -hmm. if that's the goal 10 years from now, I want 10 properties. You will be fine. You'll You'll be be doing good. You'll be good. And you'll have figured out new skills and discipline and things along the way. Correct. Okay. So we know what we're running towards. We know this goal we have of getting a 20% Mm -hmm. every year. And now we just have to decide how we're going to save up slash make the income for it. Okay. What's your first thing that you would be pushing for? Yeah. So the first, so for me, it'd be very easy. I would figure out what I could do for my nine to five because I'm already employed there to make more money. Yeah. Learning a new side hustle is harder. Yeah. So that would be the first step and that, and I would have an answer for that in a month Okay. because the options are pretty limited. Do I go to a competitor? Do I skill up? Do I ask for a bonus? If I'm in commission, Learn the freaking product. How many salespeople don't even know what the freaking product means? Right? Whenever, if a salesperson asks me for like a higher commission structure, I'm just like, dude, no, no, go sell. Yeah. You know, maybe do uh, your job. Yeah. <laughs> just such, yeah. just sell better. You showed up at nine. I've been here since 745. Yeah. Where were you? Right? Yeah. So the yeah. best sales guys are always training and they're learning. Exactly. We even have sales guys who buy their own education, you know, because they're that devoted right. to yeah. the craft. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a job where you can get commission, become very good at it. The, I've, I've known salespeople on my teams that make seven figures a year. Yeah. 
Right? I've seen it in the tech space. Yeah, it happens, right? So, um, but the other thing is, I would I would build a side hustle on the side. But again, I wouldn't I wouldn't be building a, a YouTube channel, or I would I would certainly make it a YouTube channel. Let's be very clear. It lives forever. You can hone your craft. You can get better at it. But it has so much pull, right? If as you do it longer, right? So you can do books and courses and referral fees and all of these other things. Um, it just takes a long time. But it's okay, right? You got a day job. Yeah. You're working already. We got a 10-year plan. Yeah. Right? I didn't make a dollar in my brand for over a year. Yeah. I've now made seven figures. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> no, you don't. I have and no we've clue. we about it. Yeah. No ads, <laughs> no team. I'm like, bro, why are you not doing this? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, bro, I don't have just an like tweak you for like one hour <laughs> and let's double it. <laughs> yeah. But again, but what I want people watching this to realize is- you don't need to make a million bucks. Yeah. If you made an extra two grand a month oh, that man, fell to the bottom line. Yeah. That that's it. That's not a year to the next rental. That's nine months. Mm -hmm. And now instead of a 10 year journey with 10 units, you have a 10 year journey with 13 units. Yeah. So again, I, I believe people need to, and again, I did this all by accident, right? Busted my ass for forever, built a real estate portfolio, quit in a moment's note, built a you know side hustle. Don't even know what I'm doing. Made a lot of money. But if you could do it at the same time, mm -hmm. life gets really good in a decade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100%. It took you 20 plus years Correct. to do it. And we're both saying, as guys who have done it, it can be done in 10. 10. Easily. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, here's the other thing and why I'm glad to be at uh, speaking at WealthCon is the key to doing it faster is to get around other people that have done it. Mm-hmm. That's the magic. What did I do? I, I do what I always do. I lean my head down and I just keep running forward. I don't look up. Right? I'm starting to look up now. You're like, hey, actually, is Whoa. there other people that do this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just not, yeah, yeah, you know, know, ask for help. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm broken, right? I'm comfortable working. Um, and by the way, like that's, it's a thing, not just for W2 people, but for everyone. Because like, you know, obviously we've coached thousands of people. And so like, I'll get a business owner who's ultra successful. You know, they got a seven figure business and they are so blind to what's going on because of, like you said, they've got their head down. Yeah. They're just pushing and pushing and pushing. Exactly. And they never take a second to look up and be like, oh, well, <laughs> tweak this, tweak that. I don't really need to be doing it this way right. now that I'm at this level. Correct. Because you develop these habits when you're starting that are the right things to do. Yeah. But it's like, should I be making cold calls right now? No. Yeah. No. But like, if that was how I got started, you get a routine and you, you know, and then I, I see that happen. I'm like, yeah. So why do you still make cold calls? Yeah. Why are you doing a hundred dials a day? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it, that's, that's for a season mm -hmm. and then the next season. But that's why they got to get in rooms. Because again, the other thing I've seen in doing this is you can always, somebody above you will help you, but there will also be somebody below you that you will help. Yes. And that is such a just part of the journey that's just so fun to watch. In the biblical term, we talk about this in discipleship. And okay. so uh, for anyone who knows the Bible, essentially, you know, you have this guy, Paul, who wrote uh, more books in the New Testament than anyone. And so Paul, um, you know, started a bunch of churches, you know, was amazing. And Paul had three different people in his life. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, at the end of the day, well, sorry. There's three different types of people that you need. So you need a Paul, somebody who is a mentor, okay. right? Somebody who's ahead of you. Then you need a Silas slash Barnabas. Okay. Okay. So um, Barnabas was, well, actually, 
I think they both, I think they, their names might have changed. So anyways, I'm, I'm screwing it up. But anyways, they were peers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Paul and him were peers. Like it. All right. And so it's like they were traveling together. They were doing ministry together. The like they struggle. were sharpening yep. each other. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. And then you needed Timothy. This is somebody uh, who you are mentoring. Got it. And so, you know, Paul like was that. mentoring Timothy and everything else. And so, you know, in your life, you need all three peers, mentors and people you are mentoring. I, I, I think that's. That is exactly right. And again, going back to an early part of the conversation, most of you got to fire your friends. You're not in the right rooms. You're not in the right rooms mm-hmm. and your life is not going to change. You want a different life, get in new rooms. Right. It's just that simple. Yeah. No. So, and so I do like what you're saying of, you know, hey, you're, you're people below you, you're going to end up helping. It's too. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So let's just talk about you know, you, you know, we're talking about side hustles and everything else. Mm-hmm. One thing I did in my organization, okay. okay is I just started to tell all of our employees, and I literally had this group-wide call yesterday. I said, mm-hmm. hey, this next 90 days, everyone is becoming a salesperson. Okay. All right? I don't care what your position is. You are going to have the ability to sell and make commissions and do deals and everything else, right? Because you know, at the end of the day, we're all talking to people every day, whether they're clients and students, whether they're just your friends, your family, whether they're at WealthCon, whatever. Right. So it's like, why are salespeople the only people that get to sell? Yeah. Right. Why can't my admin go out and make some commissions? Right. I agree. And now, actually, how was that received? Oh, they were happy. OK. Yeah, because. Everyone wants to make more money, right? They're like, hey, what, what other opportunities are there, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're an admin, that's kind of it. Like yeah, no, an I admin get... makes what an admin yeah. makes. You're not going to make more. X amount of hours. And yeah, like it just is what it is. Okay. So your only other option is you you get promoted into, you know, uh, a new role because you like developed it. a new skill or you get a side hustle or you do something within the company that allows you to make more, right? I like it. So, um, you know, I just basically said for anyone who wants to get better at selling, we have trainings at 8 a.m. every day. You know, everybody's at nine. You know, we, everyone has to be here at nine. But from 8 a.m. to nine, our salespeople are required to be there from 830 to nine okay. to, you know, get their normal training sure. in. New onboarded salespeople have to be there from eight to nine until we feel that okay. they are ready and they understand. But I go, anyone can now come to these 8 a.m. sales trainings. Mm. So so it could be obviously a house or a flip or a lead, but it also could be your courses of anything. Correct. Yeah. So, so what I would tell you to do, because that's genius. Mm-hmm. First off, I uh, didn't. And by the way, I didn't come up with it. Somebody told me about it. That Grant Cardone does it. Oh. And I was like, well, that makes perfect rinse sense. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> I go, that makes perfect sense. Like everyone is a I mean, sales is everything in your life. You're negotiating with your wife. You're negotiating with your kids. You're negotiating with your landlord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's all sales. Everything is sales. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, all you guys know the products and everything. What if you you're you're talking to somebody that clearly needs the product yeah. or wants to sell their home or wants to invest? Do you know how to actually yeah. you know close them and get them? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going to be fun to watch because again, all of those folks that are typically non-commissioned, yeah, they have different circles of influence and friends, right? Right, secretaries, you know, whatever it is, admins, whatever. Yeah, but if you give them the tools just to make a Facebook post mm-hmm. about an event or about a course or 100%. about anything, yeah, they can all be talk. About, yeah, they can all talk about WealthCon and make a a commission. Exactly. Why not? 
Like you're like, I'm excited to see so-and-so. Yeah. Did you see so-and-so last time? Well, the thing that happens too is because we are so big on social media, they all like to post and do things. So like they're posting at WealthCon with no intention other than just posting and people do DM them. Hey, I would love to go to the next one. I would love to whatever. Right. Let's close. Here's a link. This is a lead. (laughs) (laughs) Convert, convert. Make some money. I not uh I've never heard anybody doing that's a genius move. Yeah. I think, so I think it's gonna be fun to watch. That's that's our next stage. And I told everyone, you know, our next 90 day sprint is developing salespeople. Not obviously like our the actual salespeople are the main yeah. priority of like really going all in. So for this next 90 days, all I'm doing now let's ask you this question. Training. If you yeah. can't answer it, that's okay. But something I might have said is, you know, I'm hoping to pay out X amount in excess commission mm-hmm. just so that they can all realize. Cause sometimes non-commissioned people don't really understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the pool. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, 90 day sprint's going to be, I'm going to fork out an extra X thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been fun to say. Well, what I did say at the start of the year, I actually, so like I said, I keep my head up and I just look around at what successful people have done. I need to done. keep my head up. <laughs> I can stop working so hard. So one thing I did <laughs> is I wrote my, I wrote for the first time ever an annual letter. Ooh, and so I got really? that from Warren Buffett. Oh, right? I love that. And so the letters, yeah. I wrote this literally on December 31st last year, Interesting. a reflection of 2023 and to you know cast vision over what the goal, the mission and everything is for 2024. I've been debating whether or not I want to release it publicly like Warren Buffett. It'll probably get out publicly anyway, just because. Send it to me. I'll you let know. you know if we should yeah, send it. I'll send it to you. It's funny um, you did that because I did something very different this year is I actually, because that video that I mentioned earlier that was really resonated with me, I looked back at my 2023 and I considered a failed year. Mm. I didn't grow. Mm. I was busy and I was comfortable. Things happened. I didn't grow. Like Mm. I did some cool shit, Yeah, whatever, but I didn't grow. I wasn't uncomfortable. I do believe growth comes from uncomfort. So 2023 was a miserable year. Because of no growth. No growth. Even though things were like smoothies. Yeah. Most people look at what I did and were like, I don't know what you're complaining about. But again, for me personally, I didn't grow. And I think I mean, the same thing happened when you retired. Exactly. It's like, ah, yeah. Now what? Yeah. So maybe it was a season where I needed a, you know, a little bit of a break maybe, but when you needed to just like go through it to say, okay, this is the one I want. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I want to get uncomfortable. I want to get uncomfortable. Yeah. So 24 is going to get uncomfortable. There we go. But, uh, yes, I wrote the letter and obviously the team is well received and you know i i I went on a call and explained it to everybody but uh, you know now i'm going to write it every year it's you know i do want to create this thing like what warren buffett has done in the last i don't know 30 years oh yeah i think it's 50 years of shareholder letters yeah even a book on obviously i don't have shareholders so i just go to the the team but um you know i was proud of you know i wrote i dude i hadn't written like a three-page thing in a long time i was like because now i can just make videos right. and it's so much easier <laughs> it's a different dude medium it's way easier for me to make a video Amen. but um, i hate writing writing it was um it was good and good for you with that i basically said to the sales team i said hey my goal i mean if we hit all of our goals you know like to the top top level yeah you know I want to pay out $10 million of commissions. There you go. And I said, so. Go get your piece. That, I go, that's what's up for grabs. I'll pay one person 10% of that. I don't care. Just <laughs> One let, person can get all $10 million. Yeah, what the heck? Let's <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. If, if we hit our goal, you know, the way everything's structured. Yeah, yeah. That's what would get paid out. There you go. And I said, that, so. That'll, that's the meat on the bone. Yeah. And that's my goal. And uh, 
you know, even if we do half of that, we pay out five million. You know, it's like, man, that's a lot of money that yeah. is up for grabs. Yeah, I would definitely communicate, certainly to the sales team, now that everybody gets a sales team, just to realize how big the pie is. Because I don't think most people know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing I told the sales team too, now that I'm, this week is like the first week of me actually, I up to this point, people don't know this, I've never trained sales. Ah. So we've gotten to where we're at with me never doing really, really much with okay. the sales team. Right. Um, I've always relied on other people. I've always... You know, we've hired out consultants sure. and other trainers and things. Yeah, yeah. And the truth is, and and you know this, and we're kind of alluding to it, but in order to be great at something, you have to have complete focus. And so yeah. I just knew for me to be great, um, when it was first flipping houses, I had to just, you know, get good at flipping. Yep. Right. Then when I wanted to do social media, I had to just solely focus on social media. Well, everything else was growing right. with that, but it you was like your- yeah, it's like, well, I could either focus on getting better here at social media or I'm going to go train the sales team. And I think you made the right choice, but yeah. And so now it's like, all right, well, social media, I'm not super focused on anymore is like, OK, well, like what's the next crazy thing? Like, no, it's good. It's like yep. it's it's at a point now where I can take a step back. Mm-hmm. We do what we do. It gets results. Now I'm going to go focus over here because this is the new lever. Yes. That's going to the, really take you up. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's it's been fun doing that. And it, you know, th- that's why new innovations are coming to me where I'm like, well, why, why do these guys got to be the only guys that sell? You're right. Right. And I actually told, um, them that, Hey, here's the deal. Every week we're going to have new salespeople coming in. Like the recruiting pipeline is going to be that big. Okay. I'm going to build a massive sales organization. By the way, if you want to work for us, Pineda.co, go to the website. There you go. But, uh, I said, and it's not because I'm trying to get rid of people here. Right. You know, the beauty is this is not like sports where, hey, there's only nine starters. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So if like somebody else that comes in is better than you, they're taking your spot. Yeah. Right. There's not just one shortstop. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So I go, the beauty is because we're so good at marketing, if we have 100 salespeople, amazing. I can still. Yeah. I'll feed you. I can generate enough leads for 100. I just need a hundred good people. If I have a hundred good people, oh my gosh, how much, Yeah. what are we going to do? It's going to be nuts. But it's because I built the marketing engine first Correct. that I can do that. That's what a lot of people don't realize. And I've heard Grant talk about this a lot. It all starts with marketing. It does. hundred percent. Because people will be like, oh man, I can't really hire sales guys because I don't have enough leads. Well, that's just because you don't have marketing, exactly. right? But the moment you figure this piece out, that's why I, it now clicked. <laughs> After all these years, I, I intuitively understood marketing was important yeah. and understood product was important. But now I understand to a much higher degree of why guys like Grant really like build these big sales organizations mm-hmm. because building sales takes way longer because it's humans. Humans take training, vetting, motivating, all this stuff. So it's like, think about the process from that first interview mm-hmm. To, you know, when you finally decide whether or not they're actually good. Oh, yeah. You know, like I've hired sales reps for 20 yeah. years. So, I mean, it might be months. Most sales reps, I don't even count on for nine months. No. Yeah. And sales has the most turnover out of yeah. any position. Yeah. Um, and so you start looking at that. It's and you're costly, like, too. Oh, yeah. And you start looking at that and you're like, wow, I really need to hire like three guys for one that's going to be a keeper. Exactly. You know? And so I'm like, I get now why they're built the way they're built because man, we, we can generate as much leads as humanly possible for however many of 
these people we have. Yeah. No, it's all a conversion game, right? It, it, you know, I've been selling soft software and products for, you know, 30 plus years. You built the, you built the, uh, you know, the top of the funnel mm-hmm. and then it's all just steps and process and conversion rates. And yeah, like Google know. could have unlimited salespeople. Oh, of course. It's yeah. just a matter of they, they don't like, they just can't train them and find them and recruit yep. them fast. Keep enough. them enough because people poach them and they take them here. Exactly. And- Man, the tech game's ruthless with oh, poaching. Oh, no doubt. But okay, so with these rentals, I don't even know. We 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 keep going on different tangents. It's great. So with people who are W two, okay, we're like, hey, okay, if you're in sales, great, easy. You just get better at sales. Quit trying to make a side hustle. Quit trying to do like, dude, you have unlimited. You accelerator money. Go get that. Yep. Um, If you're a normal, just salaried person who doesn't necessarily have the ability to Mm -hmm. to earn more, you know, you got two choices. Like you said, you can get another job, Mm -hmm. which you know, look, if you don't like your job, that's one thing. If you like your job, then it's like, well, you don't want to leave. So and also, too, you know, you got to decide is leaving worth 10 percent. Depends right? where you are in your career. Right. Yeah. So, you know, those are things people got to like, OK, I'm going to go from making 60 to 66. And I don't know if I'm going to like it. Yeah. How long I'll be. No, whatever, your right? risk. You're the new employee here. You got longevity. Yeah. These are all choices. Yep. It's so, all a collection of choices. In my mind. If you like your job, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even that wouldn't even be a choice for me. Now, if you're talking, I can go make 60 to 90. That's different. Yeah, it's different. Right. But 10 percent doesn't agree. That's it doesn't fair. matter to me. That's fair. I would rather be like, all right, side hustle time, baby. I agree. I do believe. And again, I think there's I think we need to change what side most people look at side hustles as. Again, most people think it's quick. It's not quick. Hey, I disagree. I think they yeah. can be. You can okay. flip couches right now and oh, make sure. money. Okay. I mean, like... Could you do that if you had a full-time job? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Tell tell us. Okay. So I started flipping couches when I was substitute teaching. Fair enough. I okay. did this... Uh, I don't talk about my substitute teaching career very often because <laughs> it was so short-lived. <laughs> but what happened was I became a substitute teacher because they were like, oh, yeah, you make a hundred bucks a day. Okay. And you just sit there for six hours. And I, I knew what subs do. You don't do anything. So you just <laughs> okay. take a roll. All right. So I would take roll, just sit there and chill. Okay. And then when I got the idea about flipping couches, I just started to look for deals while I was subbing. Okay. So then I would make offers and other things. And then I'd be like, hey, when you know I get off at two, I'll go, I'll go pick him. it up okay. and do whatever. So absolutely, I was doing it then. Okay. Um, now- Look, I don't care what job you do. Like, there's always free time. Just I agree. No, I agree. Happening. So I do think that if you're flipping couches, could you do it full time? Yes. And even let's just say you could not go look for a deal while you were doing it. We still have, like we said, eight hours the rest of no, the day to I go agree. hustle. And yeah. no, I think you're right. I, you know, I think there's so much value in creating a side hustle. It has to be something you enjoy. You can focus on it. Can't feel like the beauty of a side hustle to me is it can't feel like work. Yeah. And I liked it. I did not mind flipping couches. Yeah. So if you find your thing, flipping couches, creating content, uh, selling stuff on Etsy, whatever it is. One thing I will say, though, is, yes, the bigger ones that have better potential, they don't happen right away. Right. Mm -hmm. So flipping a couch, you could literally do it right now, today and make 200 bucks today. You could go on Craigslist right now in the free section. Go pick, pick something up, up yeah. and sell it and make money right now. There you now, go. what's the upside? Well, I mean, you can get to, I mean, dude, I was making eight grand a month. I've seen people who there's literally couch flipping communities now. Mm. And I see these guys talking about making 20 grand a month. 
So like these dudes are making money. Yeah. So if, again, if we put out, a, let's just say a thousand bucks, I think there are so many things you could do now easily to make an extra. And again, remember, we're talking disposable income back to our earlier example. Yeah. You may have 500 bucks. You want to buy a thousand dollar widget. Mm-hmm. Two months of your life. Yeah. You create a side hustle where you add that thousand bucks. It all goes to the bottom line. Now it's three weeks. hundred percent. That's so that's simple. I agree that there's these easy things to do that make money quick and you can scale them to 2000, yeah. 3000 a month very quickly. Then there are things that have much bigger paydays down the road, but they can also still be relatively quick. Like if you ask me, you could wholesale and flip a house and make 20 grand, 30 okay. grand way quicker than making a YouTube channel. Okay. It's not even cl- like, yep. dude, making a I YouTube agree. channel is like a ultra long. It's a year of minimum. Yeah. Well, a year, th- with the YouTube, I equate a YouTube channel to buying rentals. That's okay. really what I it agree. Is. It's I, just a long term play. I agree with you 100 percent. So it's like, okay, well, if we have couches over here that are like the quickest way to make money and then you have flipping and wholesaling, which is this in between. And then you have personal brand, YouTube, all that. That's like a long term play. You know, you just got to decide how quickly do you need the money? I agree. Right. That's that is the key. Yeah. And if you're a W2 employee who's you've got your monthly nut covered, you got a little extra coming in. My suggestion is play the long term play, because, again, there's something after that. Right. You're already good. Exactly. Because of your W-2. And the only reason I bring that up is because that was literally my progression. I flipped couches. I got into flipping and wholesaling. And then I started creating content. Like it's I know for a fact how long they each take, how yeah. hard they are, what, you know, the time frames of real. And I, I agree. Anybody could do it. That's there are very few things that I will agree that anyone could do. Yeah. But not anyone can be in tech. No, of course. Not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell it. I always say it on stage. I'm like, dude, real estate is the one thing that anyone can do. I don't care where you're from, yep. how smart you are, Agreed. your height, your weight, how ugly you are. It does not matter. And then people are like, well, yeah, but you know, I could do And I'm like, no, you can't. Okay. <laughs> you can't play pro sports. Yeah. You cannot be a model. You cannot be in tech. You can't build rockets. There's lots of things you have to genetically be pre- predisposed to do. Mm-hmm. Real estate is not one of them. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, you, most, most people in real estate just need to focus. I, another thing that I really believe is you can't, like this whole seven streams of income nonsense. Uh-huh. I hate that for okay, people starting. Explain. Because again, you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. You can't get a six pack abs and learn German and play an <laughs> instrument. And you can't do everything at once. Pick your thing yeah. and go get really, really good at it. Mm. And then at some point in the future- you can diversify. Like we just talked about marketing and sales. Yes. Right. Get really, 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 really good at marketing and yep. then it will run itself. And then you add on. that. And I say this before too, that skills to your point, don't develop of, Hey, I'm gonna learn six skills at once. <laughs> it's one skill at a time. One. Yeah. One. That should be your next book. One skill at a time. There you go. But it's true, right? Like you learn how to, for me. Okay. Back to that same story. Hey, I'm going to be the best at flipping couches. Yeah. I did not care about real estate or social media. Wasn't even all, didn't nope. even think about it. Didn't even think about it. I just got good at it. Then I said, okay, I'm going to do real estate. Just going to do that. Then I'm going to do social media. Just going to do that. Exactly. Then I'm going to do marketing. Just going to do that. Now I'm all in on sales. There's so many things I hope people get from that. Right? They look at you as this. I've got a lot of field. skills, but it took. One at a time. Correct. And long periods of time. They don't see it. <laughs> like you don't, you don't learn these skills. No. Because uh, I read a book. No, no. Watch two videos. <laughs> I watched a couple of podcasts that were great. I, I instantly. I get it now. <laughs> yep. No, they didn't. You know what? The other thing I learned too, as I've like become a learner of learning. Okay. Because learning is a skill. Oh, for sure. 
you know, because I see people. I'm like, why do people some people pick it up way quicker than others? Uh, have you ever wondered that? I have. I've trained people for years. And yeah. It, why do you think some people are, are quicker to learn than others? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think there's uh, what they brought to that event or that training or whatever. What was it? What baggage did they bring? What motivation did they bring? Right. There's receptivity. Because mm -hmm. again, something as a presenter yep. or a teacher, you have to remember your job is not what you're saying, but it is what's received. Right. Right. So you got to realize some people are just not open. They're not ready. They're shut yeah, off. They're not mentally there yet. For whatever reason. They yeah. had a bad day, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, there's also folks that are how they learn. Right. Some people read. Some people have to do it. Some people are hands on. Some people have to experience it. Yes. And there's a lot of people I've trained that are great sales reps. They do horrible in classroom settings. Mm. They're just horrible. But you throw them out there with raw meat and they bring back steak. Yeah. Every time. Right. Because they just, that's how they learn. So it's, it's really weird. But yeah, I do agree with you. Learn. And you have to know what your, how you learn. Yeah. Yeah. And then do that. Yeah. Don't, don't beat yourself up. Like I don't read well. I'm not going to beat myself up for not reading you know, 50 books a year because right. reading for me is hard, right? Words get all jumbled and it's just messy, mm -hmm. right? But I can watch, I can listen, I can multitask, exercise and, and absorb. Yeah. So I'll give you my philosophy on learning okay. after thinking about it and thinking about, I, I guess, why I've been successful at learning lots of skills. Okay. I think the first step is you actually have to have a purpose for why you want to learn the skill. Agreed. Okay? Because- most people are like, yeah, it'd be great to be good at golf. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why? Exactly. And then they wonder why they suck. Right. It's just your, your purpose for why you wanted to learn the skill mm -hmm. wasn't strong enough. Yeah. Your why is not there yet. Yep. So I think you got to first <laughs> have the right reasons for learning the skill, because guess what? Learning is hard mm -hmm. and you're going to fail and it takes and a it long fails. time. And, and fail. so, and fail. you know, like if, if the purpose isn't strong enough, if the why isn't strong enough, you will quit mm -hmm. learning. Okay. So let's assume that's good. Okay. Now what? And this is where I've realized as a teacher that what I am as a teacher and what, you know, people need and what I need as a student when I learn is there, there's basically three tiers of learning. This is what I've realized. Okay. Okay. Tier one at the most basic level is just teaching. And so right now people are getting tier one training because they're just learning we're teaching, we're talking. They okay. could go to WealthCon. We're going to go talk. They could go to a college seminar. We're going to go talk. Essentially, in this stage, and reading a book is the same thing. Okay. okay. Essentially, in this stage, you're hearing, you know, good information, mm -hmm. but it's up to you to discern it and see how it applies to you, how you're going to use this information mm -hmm. to get started. And then you got to still hold yourself accountable Absolutely. and everything. Like, mm -hmm. so tier one, in my opinion, 99% of people cannot execute and learn from tier one. They cannot. No. 1% of people could truly take this conversation and go out and buy 100 rentals as W2 people. They're the one In a decade. In a decade. <laughs> I'm just, that's yeah, the way it is. Exactly. So, and those people were already extraordinarily talented to your point. They came in already motivated, talented. These people are studs. Mm -hmm. They didn't need this conversation to do be studs. They right. were studs. They were studs, but now there's a path. They can see it. They're just going to go It just down became clear to them now that this is the path. They already had it all within them. Agreed. So in tier one learning, for me, 
it's all about just being inspired to say, oh man, like I have this new shift in my mind that this actually is possible. This 10 year thing gets it. I get it. I'm inspired. I want to do this. Committed. I'm committed. This is my journey. This all makes sense now. If that's you, because this podcast did it for you, comment below and say, hey, I'm a tier one person right now. Let's do it. Because like that's all it can really be, right? Especially if you've never bought a rental. Do you think you can all of a sudden just start buying rentals right now because you listen to this podcast? No, there's like way more that goes into it, right? But you're inspired and you're like, okay, I get it. WealthCon is that way. Even courses are this way. Like we're still just talking at you, okay? That's teaching. Tier two would be the actual, and I, you know, I'm going to come up with a better way to say this because it, it's clear to me now, but tier two would be, all right, now we're going to get individualized and custom. Mm. And so I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to mentor you. Okay. So, you know, Michael, okay, you're getting started. You got the six figure job. You're not Okay, like, let's look at your finances. Let's go see your discretionary income. Let's see, well, what are your goals, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, like, hey, 10 years, some people want to get up 50 properties in 10 years. What what do you want to do? You know, you heard about Zuber and 180, but what do you want? And you're like, look, I'd be good with 10. Okay, great. You want 10. Got it. So let's plan out something for you. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is your income. We see it right now. Here's what I think. I think you could cut these expenses. Do you think you could do that? You're like, "Yeah." yeah. Okay. We're still going to be 30 grand short. Right. What are we going to do to get that 30 grand? I like it. Okay. What are you, are you willing to flip couches? Will you do one wholesale? You know, do you want to do a YouTube? What, what inspires you? Yeah. Right. What, yep. So we come up with this plan that's individualized and custom to you. We're taking the information. I like it. And actually making it actionable to you, to you the individual, you, the individual, oh. this would be tier two coaching. Okay. This is what I would call a consultant. Okay. Okay. Obviously, this this level of coaching is far superior, of course, than tier one. You are way more likely to have success by me like breaking it all down for you and synthesizing all this information Mm -hmm. catered to you. Correct. All right. Lots of people can have success with that as long as they're self motivated and Mm -hmm. they're willing to just stick with it. Right. And they pick the right person. They pick the right person who gives them great advice and. you know, maybe that person along the way will stay in touch and yeah, you know continue should, to give right? them new consulting, mm-hmm. you know, as, as they progress. Right. Okay. Tier three is essentially the top end of, you know, what would create the most success in a learning environment. And that is accountability. That's the miss. Yeah, I agree. OK, so now I say, Michael, that's the plan. You're like, I agree. Let's do it. I go, OK, here's the deal. This week, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Report back to me this week. Let's make sure that it happened. You report back to me next week. You're like, I did it. You know, we cut this bill. I already sold this thing. Boom. I'm like, great. Okay. This next Next. week, I need you to do this. Oh, I didn't do it. I freaking, you know, I went on vacation. No, bro. No, 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 no. That is not part of the plan. What we said. Yeah. Okay. So this last tier is all about accountability and making sure you stay on track. It's so funny you bring this up because the one thing I did different after admitting that 2023 sucked mm-hmm. is I created a series, I think 20, uh, I call them activities that I'm going to be doing and I'm sharing them on my channel every Sunday morning. Yeah. How I'm doing every week, every week I'm going to record. It'll be a horribly watched video. <laughs> it's a freaking Excel spreadsheet with 20 variables, Yeah, but I'm holding myself accountable and I publicly share them every Sunday morning. And so you're using accountability in a different way sure. where you're 
just basically pushing yourself to be accountable, mm -hmm. right? And that is obviously one way to do it, except that, you know, 99% of the world will will not do that. Yeah. But 99% of the world yeah, will yeah, yeah, yeah. say, hey, behind scenes, like, hey, like, hold me accountable. Yeah. Let's one on one. Let's yeah. Go. And so I agree. This all just occurred to me as I have been a student of many things, right? Because, for example, I'm getting pretty good at golf. It's like I started out watching YouTube. I'm like, all right, I got to learn some basics. <laughs> How do I like, take this baseball swing? And yeah, make it like, swing? what am I doing? Why do I suck? And so I start watching YouTube, right? And then, you know, from there, it's like, all right, but I still can't see my swing. I'm getting no feedback. Like, I'm right. just, I think I'm doing the right things. So then I watch the video and I'm like, my swing looks nothing like their swing. So what's going on here? Yeah. Right. And so. What's the next? I go to tier two coaching okay. and I say, hey, I'm a hire a golf coach. Yeah. So I hire a golf coach. He's like, Ryan, you know, here, let, let's take some swings. OK, here's what you got to do. Here's some drills, yeah. you know, okay. all this stuff. And if I don't ever go back to him, you know, it's like mm. I had one consulting and hopefully mm. I just do what he said and like I figure it out. Yeah. Right? right. Or right. tier three is, hey. Every week, yeah. I'm coming here. Hold me accountable. Give me the drills. Let's yeah. go play. Yeah, we're gonna do the wedge this week. Every we'll do yep. the driver next yep. week. Okay, great. You progress past that. Let's do the next thing. So, you know, 